Hi, friends. A quick reminder that this podcast, Sidecar with Jen Coleslaw, is currently being pushed out on two feeds. If you're listening to this on the Two Chocolate Cakes feed, please be reminded that by the end of June, fingers crossed, Sidecar will only be pushed out on the Sidecar podcast with Jen Coleslaw feed. So please go find that on your app and follow it so that you don't miss any new episodes. This will allow me to push out new Two Chocolate Cakes episodes on the Two Chocolate Cakes feed. Message me on Twitter at Jen Coleslaw or by email at twochocolatecakes at gmail.com if you are having trouble finding the Sidecar podcast with Jen Coleslaw feed in your podcast app. Thanks for your support. community, gardening, whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with the rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking it places, or remembering what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. I am your host and bestie, Jen Coleslaw, coming to you from the soulless suburbs of Northern Virginia. Hi, everyone. I'm so sorry about missing last week's episode and the last week of food holidays for June. But it was just a big week of work work and side hustles and a generous dose of mother issues. Everyone with mother issues can pause with me and do a big sigh right here. (sighs) Thanks to all of you who message me periodically to tell me that you too have mother issues. Though I'm sorry that you do, it is nice to know that I feel like I'm not the only one. Besides my sister, of course. It makes me feel good about breaking that cycle and not having kids of my own, that's for sure. I hope that all of us in the United States and Canada and now the UK are doing okay with the air quality. It was pretty bad here for a while, and then it was okay, but it is clearly going to be a thing for the next month or more. So if you haven't yet invested in an air purifier for the room that you're in most, whether that's your living room or your bedroom, I really recommend it. You do not want to fuck around with particulate matter. I mean, you might as well be a coal miner if you're not going to take care of your lungs. Funny story. I bought a pretty good room-sized air purifier for the living room because that's where I do my work from home and I have Zoom meetings when I'm not at the office. And I plugged it in and I turned it on. And over the next few days and into the next week, I was thinking, wow, this is great. I don't feel like the room is full of cat hair and dust. I feel like that I can breathe easier. My nose feels great. I love it. What took me so long to get a decent air purifier? I can have people over now who might be allergic to cats. So this went on for at least a week, maybe 10 days, because I bought it before the bad air even got to Virginia, because I'm always watching the weather. So I knew the bad air was coming. And then I just happened to look at the air purifier from a different angle, and I realized that the filter, 
the one thing that actually helps the air quality was still wrapped in plastic. Needless to say, it is working even better now that I have taken the plastic off the filter. Here's a pro tip on air purifiers though. When you are looking at them, look at the date of when it was first available and whether or not it's still being manufactured. This info is almost always on Amazon because if you can't get the filters, it is not worth any price, even if it's free. You can see whether it has the original manufacturer's filters or if there's a decent dupe by checking the comments and the reviews. If you buy a $50 filter, but I mean, excuse me, if you buy a $50 air purifier, but the filters are $100 and they only last 40 hours and they're impossible to get because they've been discontinued, then that's what I like to call a bad deal. And if you just totally zoned out while I was going on and on about air purifiers, the short version is get one, but get one that has easily available filters. Moving on. Did I tell you that I started a little nonprofit aside from the one that I already run for my job job? I don't think that I did. Uh, because I don't have enough going on in my universe, I had to add more stuff. So here's the thing. My friend who owns the vet hospital where I volunteer doing their social media, they give away so much care to low-income clients, to people who find a dog or a cat by the side of the road, to rescues and shelters. And this vet, he makes sure that all of his staff get paid a living wage and that they all have access to health insurance and dental and short and long-term care insurance and they have a sweet benefits package. I would love to work there. But here's the thing. The hospital has been open for nine months and my friend, the head vet and owner, he's making $12 an hour because that's the minimum wage and he has to be on payroll in order to be covered by insurance. So if it was his choice, he wouldn't be making anything at all. Now I can't fundraise to pay his salary. But what I can do is fundraise to help the folks who need a little extra to cover the cost of care. So maybe that, that, so that maybe he's not giving so much away. Maybe someday he can actually have a salary. And so I built out this small nonprofit that raises money, a kind of revolving fund of medical grants called a little extra. Because if you have a little extra, you give it. And if you need a little extra, you can get it. I have a modest goal of $15,000 for the summer, but honestly, I'll be happy if we get $10,000. You might be interested to know that one of your favorite internet dog moms, who shall remain nameless, but you know who she is, is on the board of this nonprofit with me as well. Anyway, so far I have $120. Anyway, you can find a super spare website at a little extra fund. Dot org, and I'll probably post it on the socials, but who knows if the socials will still be working tomorrow. And this is not a request for you to send money. I mean, you can if you want, but I just want to share with you something that I have been working on for the last two months. Which brings me to the state of Twitter. I do not know what's going to happen, my friends. Lots of you know me from Twitter from way back in the olden days when I would do dog poetry for the pups that Matt Nelson of Dog Rates would post, and I would write out the food holidays every week for everyone in a big, long mega thread. 
And I'm not exaggerating when I say that I met some of my truest, bestest friends in real life on Twitter, and it is so hard to just jettison it despite it becoming a literal Nazi in Troll Town Square. I'm at all the other locations, Mastodon, Post, Spoutable, and Blue Sky, all as Jen Coleslaw. So if you're at any or all of those places, please do follow me and I'll follow you back. And of course, I'm also at Facebook and Instagram and TikTok as well. I mean, but most of the posting that I do is on Twitter. And of course, um, Patreon. I mean, I can't give Patreon slots away for free. I wish that I could. But that is one way to stay connected for as little as $3 a month. And I think it's even less if you pledge a year in advance. And I send you postcards and stuff. Anyway, I keep waiting for someone to swoop in and save Twitter. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And there isn't this critical mass at any of the other places yet. And that just makes me sad. Because without the modest yet delightful and beloved community we've built, I just don't know how I would have survived the last few years. It's just been too much terrible American politics, too much sickness, too much death, too much of too much. And you all have kept me tethered, kept me grounded, reminded me every day that I was a friend and that I was loved and I was worth being around for. And I don't know how I will feel if I lose that. And it isn't just that I need that from you. I need to be able to give that to you. I need to be able to give of me to other people. I don't want us to lose each other. You are also precious to me. Speaking of precious, pet update. Poor Pete was diagnosed with something called megacolon, which means he has a hard time pooping. And so not only is he on a super special diet now that costs uh, $80 a bag and everyone has to eat it because we can't free feed and have just him eat it. Um, he had to have an enema and he was not happy about that, but he did get to have a bubble bath. Actually, got, he got two of them thanks to an accident he had in the car um, by one of his very favorite vet techs, Olivia. And he has to have Miralax in his special food. And he's definitely mad because he cannot eat off my plate anymore. And that is a cat who loves people food like you wouldn't believe. I know that my time with him is limited. He's 17 years old. He's had some health issues, but I am not ready for him to move on to his next adventure. So keep a good thought for Pete that he gets a good poop out every day. Anyway, here's a Maris Maris Habaneris update, which is actually a Pringles flavor, but we think it fits him really well. He does not like thunder or fireworks. So along with a thunder shirt, he has his own doggy's little helper prescription, which works very well. We tried it last night when we had uh, thunder early in the evening and then it cleared up and then we had fireworks. He got so casual and loose and goofier than normal, just without the frenetic energy of a puppy. And Clown Shoes, who is his wrestling partner, was very worried about him. Gave him some headbutts, some snuffles. I honestly thought he'd curl right up as the little spoon, but he opted to sit on the ottoman and just watch him for a while. He was worried. Anyway, Rufus will get his first heartworm shot on Friday of this week coming up, and the calming meds will help him with that. 
And finally, we're coming up on the six-year anniversary of what I like to call the story of Waffles and the Day-Old Hot Dog, which is the time Waffles ran off into the Great Dismal Swamp in North Carolina and was gone for almost three days before we were able to trap him with a raccoon trap. But that is totally another story for another podcast. But don't worry, you will hear it. Now, speaking of food, how about we get to the food holidays for the month of July and for this week, because there are some good ones coming up. Okay, for month-long holiday, July boasts National Baked Beans Month, and my mother used to make her own baked beans in one of those brown and cream bean crocks. And I was just thinking about how I hadn't seen it in a very long time, um, when I had been visiting my mother before she moved, and I wondered what happened to that bean crock. I hadn't seen it in so long, so maybe she got rid of it a long time ago. I can't even begin to remember the last time my mother made baked beans, but her baked beans were very good. I've never made them myself, but maybe it's something we should try to make. It's also Col uh, National Culinary Arts Month, and this would be a good time to tell you that I seriously toyed with the idea of becoming a pastry chef when I was in my late teens um, and early 20s, sort of when I was in college, but not doing very well in college. But I think in retrospect, I'm glad that I didn't do it um, because uh, chefs are crazy. Uh, but I often think about doing a continuing education or a certification program in either food history or some kind of specialty cooking like cake decorating or bread baking, something like that. But I really think that a European cooking class or a baking class or something would be an awesome thing to put together for next spring or fall. Like we do a trip and then a class. I think, I think it would be so much fun. I think we should do it. And speaking of day-old hot dogs, July is National Hot Dog Month, and I definitely have favorite hot dogs. I like Ballpark Beef Franks, and I like Dietz & Watson Beef Franks, and I also like the Applegate Farms Nitrate-Free Hot Dogs, and somewhere in the far reaches of my memory banks, one of the big hot dog brands used to have these great chicken hot dogs, although they may have been turkey because now I can't really remember, but they were so good. But I only remember that I got them in Rhode Island. So who knows who actually made them, but I definitely don't see them here. July is also National Ice Cream Month. And while I definitely prefer frozen custard to ice cream, here are my top three ice cream flavors cherry vanilla, chocolate chip, and then very specifically, vanilla Swiss almond. Finally, it is July Belongs to Blueberries Month, and I can totally get behind that. We have been seeing some great blueberries at the farmer's market and even at the grocery store. They are just looking and tasting great. And here are a few factoids about blueberries. A cup of blueberries will give you a quarter to a third of the vitamin C and K and manganese um, for the day, as well as a good dose of dietary fiber. And because they are high fiber and low sugar, they can help you control your own blood sugar, making them a very good snack for most people. I like to put them on top of my oatmeal with some walnuts and a little maple syrup, or in some good yogurt with walnuts. I love walnuts. I will put walnuts in almost anything. And a little honey if the yogurt is not sweetened. Okay, first week of July is National Canned Luncheon Meat Week. And I hope I don't horrify you when I tell you how much I love Spam. We ate it a lot growing up. It was one of my father's favorites. So it's got a place in my heart and it's practically a delicacy in Hawaii. 
Even the McDonald's out there has Spam and Eggs and Rice on the breakfast menu. Now, I definitely prefer the lower sodium Spam to the original Spam, but when we're on Oahu, we like to look at all of the flavors, and there are so many Spam flavors. Like There's like a like half an aisle of just different flavored Spams. Anyway, I like it pan-fried with an egg and some toast. Ben likes Spam Masubi. Um, which is a little too salty for me. Okay, starting from today, Sunday, July 2nd, it's National Anisette Day. And I feel like this can cover a bunch of things besides just anise liqueur and Sambuca. So let's just call it Licorice Flavored Things Day. I actually love Sambuca because I love black licorice. And I also love this anise cutout cookie recipe that I have that's so delicate. It's like a sugar cookie that's got uh, aniseed in it and a little anise extract. And it is the perfect little tea cookie. And I have not baked those in a really long time because Ben does not like licorice, but if I can find the recipe, I'll put it up in the Patreon recipe box for folks. Monday, July 3rd is National Chocolate Wafer Day. And who remembers that chocolate wafer icebox cake made with heavy whipped cream and those like three inch chocolate wafers? I actually bought some this time last year and then never made the icebox cake. Who is surprised? I'm so good at buying things and then really bad at following through. But I can tell you that the recipe is still on the package if you want to try it. You basically layer the wafers and the whipped cream in like a loaf pan, and then you put the whole thing in the fridge for several hours and slice it up. It's oddly elegant, and I remember it from dinner parties when I would be babysitting. Um, they'd put like some more whipped cream on the top and a little chocolate syrup and maybe some boozy cherries. And that was dessert after a dinner party. It's also Eat Beans Day, and I'm going to let you decide what kind of beans. Baked, green, fava, lima, garbanzo, black, refried, or jelly. You do you. Maybe this will be the day I actually plant a few rows of green beans in the garden. They grow so fast, I'm sure that I can get at least one crop before September. I see that it's also Disobedience Day. And Fatness says that that means become ungovernable. <laughs> Can't even say it without laughing. And she reminds you that there are stickers and stuff in the Threadless Shop with her likeness and those words on it. And I will remind you, too, that it is also International Plastic Bag Free Day, which means definitely use a reusable produce bag at the farmer's market and at the grocery store if you aren't already. Today at the market, I saw a woman with seven plastic bags with produce in them, but it was different produce in each bag. And then she put all of the bags in a reusable grocery bag. And I was just shaking my head as I then followed her to another vendor where she used five more plastic bags. Hello, ma'am, you do not need to put only one thing in each bag. If you are a listener of mine, you know um, that I have lots of these um, reusable produce bags. So you can hit me up at twochocolatecakes at gmail.com and I can put one in the mail to you if you would like one. Tuesday, July 4th is National Barbecue Spare Ribs Day. And I love spare ribs, but I don't like how messy they are which is kind of funny considering that I am so much not a neat freak. Not sure why I don't like messy food. Uh, that is probably something to investigate in therapy. 
but that won't be today. It's also Caesar salad day, which I do not care for because the dressing has anchovies in it. And of course, it's also Independence Day, but I think that we have realized over and over and over and over again that freedom is really just for white Christian guys. So that's cool. Wednesday is Apple Turnover Day, and while I haven't made my own apple turnovers ever, I will cop to absolutely loving the Pepperidge Farm apple turnovers and really all the frozen fruit turnovers very much, and I will buy them when they're on sale and even when they're not on sale. Um, and my order of loving them goes like this, uh, blueberry, apple, cherry, peach, and I think there's a raspberry one, and that one is fine, but it's not my favorite because of all the little seeds. What's nice about them is that I can bake them in my toaster oven, um, which is like a little convection oven, and not heat up the entire kitchen with the big oven. July 5th is also Bikini Day, and I say, wear that suit. I used to be so self-conscious about wearing a bikini. And while most of my suits are pretty modest, not because I am modest, but because I'm an active swimmer and I don't want half my suit to fall off in the ocean when I'm snorkeling, I love a bikini top and a little skirted bottom or a wrap. And it's what I live in when we're at the beach or in Hawaii. And I don't care if I am showing side boob, but only on one side, or if I have a bit of a wedgie, or if my tummy is poochy, or you can see the tattoos on my hips. I am wearing it because it's cute or comfortable or both. And I don't know about you, but I don't care about uh, what other women are wearing, or whether or not their tummy is poochy. I'm usually admiring their suit or their tattoos or their cute beach bags or their hats because I love hats. Anyway, wear that suit. Just don't forget sunscreen. July 6th, Friday, is Fried Chicken Day. And man, oh man, I miss Chicken Kitchen, this little fried chicken dive down in Edenton where Ben's parents lived. They had what was arguably the best fried chicken on the planet, and it's probably still there, but Ben's parents have moved to Virginia, so we haven't been back. And that's where we got married, but that is a whole nother story for another podcast. Anyway, their fried chicken was just sublime. Hush puppies, too. I have never had, uh, I'm sorry, we never really had fried chicken growing up. It was just not a thing, and it isn't anything Ben and I make. Our chicken specialty is chicken parmesan, but that would probably be a good thing to become an expert in, I think. Do any of you make fried chicken? And if you do, do you do it in a hot cast iron frying pan, or do you use your air fryer, or what? I'd love to know. Friday. The seventh is Strawberry Sunday Day, which I guess is just an ice cream sundae with strawberry sauce instead of chocolate sauce, and that is fine. I make a great strawberry sauce, which is usually when I mess up my jam and it doesn't set and it becomes strawberry sauce. Win-win. Um, I like strawberries on stuff and I like strawberries in stuff, especially ice cream, so this works for me. I saved the best for last. Friday is also World Chocolate Day, and you might be very proud of me. I did not order any lint truffle balls to celebrate, mostly because I still have them left over from Easter and Valentine's Day. Saturday, July 8th, is National Chocolate Day with Almonds. No, National Chocolate with Almonds Day. And I gotta say that a Hershey bar with almonds is just so good. I mean, I know it's crap chocolate compared to like real chocolate, but I feel like the ones with almonds are cut above for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if the chocolate is somehow different or 
somehow the almonds make it different, but it just, it's so tasty. And I always get one when we're doing a long car ride, like if we're driving to Connecticut or if we're driving down to see Ben's parents, I will always get one when we stop to use the restroom or to get gas. Also, to bring this full circle to the whole month holidays, the Haagen-Dazs Vanilla Swiss Almond is rich vanilla ice cream with chocolate-covered almonds in it. It is also World Macaroni Day. No, I'm sorry. It is National Macaroni Day. I am just messing this, this up all. Let's start again. It is also National Macaroni Day, but it should be World Macaroni Day because macaroni is the number one pasta shape in the world. And just yesterday, I was thinking about this macaroni salad that I used to get when I was in college. And it was at this little place that was near campus called Robert's Deli. I have no idea if it's still there. I bet it's not. Anyway, their macaroni salad was so good. And I think I might've spent two or three semesters just eating that macaroni salad because I was so broke. I don't remember what made it so good because it was easily 75 years ago. I just remember it was life-affirming at the time. We can also celebrate National Ice Cream Sunday Day on Saturday, although the picture on the calendar is of ice cream cones, so I don't know what's up with that. If you listen to the Two Chocolate Cakes episode about my father's favorite Sunday, it is orange pineapple ice cream with hot butterscotch sauce, which is easily the weirdest combination I've ever heard of. I like a straight old fashioned hot fudge sundae with vanilla or maybe chocolate chip ice cream with lots of whipped cream and of course several maraschino cherries. I am such a whore for maraschino cherries. Although I also like butterscotch. And I also like ice cream sundaes that have a baked element like toasted pound cake or a brownie. Brownie sundae with vanilla ice cream and butterscotch is quite yummy. It's like a turtle sundae. You should try that sometime. And of course with nuts. Saturday is also something called don't put all your eggs in one omelet day. And I don't even know what that means. And it sounded ridiculous, but I can tell you that I can make two frittatas or as I call them crustless quiches for the animal hospital in eight by eight pans using just six eggs. I mean, I use other things besides eggs, but I just use six eggs. So there you go. I do not put all my eggs in one frittata pan. Finally, Sunday is National Sugar Cookie Day. And my favorite sugar cookie recipe is the one from the Mrs. Fields Cookie Cookbook. It is perfect for rolling out once it's chilled. And some of my favorite cookie cutters to use on that cookie dough are my fish cookie cutters. And I like to decorate those fish with lots of sprinkles and edible glitter to make it look like iridescent gills. And I like doing hearts and stars as well. I definitely have favorite cookie cutters to use with different specific cookies. Like I never ever use my holly or my pig cookie cutters with sugar cookies. Those are always just for gingerbread. We'll have to do a whole Christmas cookie episode. Okay, that wraps up the food holidays. But let me tell you that there are a lot of good ones in July, including French Friday, or as we call them in this household, potato bones, Panucci Fudge Day, and you know how much I love Panucci Fudge, and Jump for Jelly Beans Day. Okay, quick reminder that this really will be the last time that sidecar episodes will be on the Two Chocolate Cakes feed. It would have been last week, but I didn't do one last week, so you get a one-week reprieve. 
as I move all of the episodes of Sidecar off of the Two Chocolate Cakes feed onto their own Sidecar feed. I know it's a hassle, believe me, it's a bigger hassle for me, but some folks only like one or the other podcast and they don't want to hear both podcasts intertwined. And so if you're listening to this on the Sidecar podcast with Jen Coleslaw, you are all set. Two thumbs up. If not, get her done. If you want to make sure that we're staying in touch in case, you know, everything collapses um, and support the work and get little surprises in the mail, I just sent out an entire armload of surprises in the mail to the Patreons. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash two chocolate cakes. If Twitter fully collapses upon itself because that rat turd didn't pay a server bill, then you can find me at any number of the other places at the same handle of Jen Coleslaw. Okay, friends, I hope that you all have a good week with clean air and light hearts, and that if the recent Supreme Court decisions are weighing heavy on your soul and your mind, then write to your elected official. They can't overturn those decisions, but there are definitely creative workarounds, and the people we put in office need to know that we want them to go to the ends of the earth to ensure that we and the people that we love are not further disenfranchised. Because if you think they're stopping at row and affirmative action and wedding websites, I totally have a bridge to sell you. See you next week. 